everybody, welcome to 2020. I am your host once again here for the first episode of the year of the Key Items Podcast. To my left, <laughs> bringing in the new year, he was originally part of a cybernetic training op to replace their top agent. It's Dustin. Didn't realize I was a Deus Ex character, but okay. (laughs) And to my right, he, Donning the Green, has replaced his worldly renowned brother in his own video game where he uses a vacuum cleaner to exercise individuals inside of a house. It's Arnold. Oh, now I get your Now I get So, yes, okay. Anyway. <laughs> we'll, so, we'll explain the references later yeah. in the episode. I'll explain the references. If, if you've listened up until our 10th episode, you may notice that, um, and I'll be frank with you, part of this is um, I, I took the liberty of ripping off a really good introduction that John does on the key items. Not key items, sorry. Let's fight a boss podcast. Oh uh, yes, it's the key of... items podcast, the best podcast. The 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 podcast <laughs> in Ireland done by three Irish people named Key Items. No, the Let's Fight a Boss podcast that I listen to, where he will do random introductions for his co-host. His, however, tend to just be random. <laughs> he was like say all sorts of things. It doesn't make any sense. It's really funny. But Instead of completely ripping off his thing, I just introduced my guys. But if you've noticed in every episode, I introduced them using the theme of the episode. Um, at least that's my goal. And so, yeah, this theme is no different. But we'll get into that later. I'm also... Yeah, you'll have to tell me about this vacuum. <laughs> I think it all will be made clear. Um, so, yeah, so we're here. First episode of the new year um happy belated new year everyone yeah all that if you guys celebrate the new year like that i just do it because i'm a human and i have to keep up conventions or else they throw me out from they throw me out from the pack revolution yeah hello and (laughs) yay for the next day uh As you can tell on the podcast, I don't give much credence to the new year. <laughs> but, um, so yes, Happy New Year, all that jazz. Um, we can kick it off with news, because I actually have more video game conversation than news. Um, I'll just get my news out the way, because I just really have one piece, and like I'm pretty sure I can jump in on everyone else's, but I'll get my shit done. Um the Final Fantasy VII demo was leaked, and people are shitting their pants about it. Um, from all I know is that it has revealed that there is PC code in it, and people are acting like Square wasn't going to release this game on the PC. Like, what, yeah, that's like, the money lost if they don't do it. Like, do you guys think like Square cares about just your wallets? Like, come on, people. If they could, they'd release it on the Switch. They can't because they made it too pretty. Um, because Square has no talent anywhere else anymore. But um, goddamn shots fired! Oh, I'm going to fire a lot of shots at Square, particularly for this game. Um, 
And I, I, I won't mince words. I don't like Final Fantasy VII as much as everybody else. It is out of my top five Final Fantasies. It's number five, and it only gets to five because it's important. Um, I think it's a good emo, edgy story. Like I think that's what it is. Um, the parts that people love about Final Fantasy VII, for the most parts, are not the parts that I value more, which is the whole environmental stuff the mystery and everything like that um there's been and and don't let my like negative feedback on it color your ideal it's a good game um it's a great game it's one of the most important games ever um but and and people have done video essay after video essay after video essay on this particular game um, to the degree that it could be a course, mm-hmm. like somewhere, um, but I I I have outgrown boys with big swords for the most part. Like I even get annoyed with it in anime, um, and I don't like Barrett at all. Um, always felt he was a little weird as a kid. Now that I'm older, I'm like he ain't doing black people no favors. Um, <laughs> As a what? representation, Barrett is a guy in the game, Arnold, that's a black guy. He he looks like Mr. T with yeah, the um no, I guess I'll gun. preface this to everyone. I have not played Final Fantasy VII. Um, to be fair, that game is probably almost older than you are. But... Yeah, it's it's older than you, Arnold. Um, yeah, damn. It is, actually, I think you were born the year it came out. When did it come out? 97, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you you are as old you are as old as the game. Um Oh man, you think I should have played it. <laughs> um but yeah, so anyway, going back to the demo leak, like it was released, um people are blowing their shit. They're like no spoilers this, no spoilers that. I'm like, y'all, it's a it's an it's an old game. Like it's a 20-year-old plus game. It, the spoilers have been done. Like um has already been spoiled, no no. Yeah, and if you're listening right now, nah, I won't spoil it. But like, you know, like, what's there left to be spoiled? <laughs> like, you people, like people, if you're well, hold on, man, they might retcon some stuff. You don't know. They definitely got going to retcon any of the parts that I think they would retcon because then, like, you talk about fan backlash. Like, there's some parts in that game, Arnold, that were so pivotal to the success of the game being amazing that if they retconned it like i don't want to know flipping tables uh, i don't want to know how many fedoras are gonna fly like (laughs) fuck like part of it to subvert expectations no people don't want a subversion of their expectations people want a prettier version with with action oriented gameplay instead of turn-based of the exact same game that they grew up as little babies. Like, that's what they want. They don't want nothing new. They want the exact same. People think they want new. People are fools. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so... Did they at least show, like, the leak show some combat? Is it, like, going to be the well, old they, version? Well, they've been had version? combat. People have 
seen and played the game's demos for uh, E3 before. Oh, it's going to be know. it's going to be like Kingdom Hearts 3 is combat, so kind of actiony. And they say you or can Final put Fantasy a Final Fantasy 15 or Final Fantasy 15 kind of combat. And then they say they're going to um, have it so you can quote unquote make it turn based. I don't think it'll be as intuitive on that part. I think this. This is just Square trying to do what Capcom is doing with Resident Evil. That's all. That's or all like you can switch between modes of, hey, here's old, here's new. Yeah, yeah, but like the game's graphics are still going to be high fidelity. Um, the game is of still going to be processed in in um, in in stories, so you're going to get parts. Um, and so, like the first game is just going to be in Midgard. Um, and then you're going to have multiple other games that come out that you have to pay for. It's just like playing the original one, except you're paying for it multiple times. Um, <laughs> it's just like having disc one, disc two, disc three, and disc four. Except now it's like you bought it for full price every time. Yeah. So, you oh know. Oh, God. That's going to be. A... Don't... I wonder how that's going to work. Oh, don't worry. It's going to sell buckets. It's going to work expensively. It's going to be. They're going to sell buckets of this game. Trust if they can me. release three separate chapters and make each full price games, it's yeah. going to be a hard pass for me. I'm oh, sorry. Don't, don't worry, Arnold. They don't need your money. <laughs> this game is going to break. It, it's going to be between this game and Cyberpunk 2077 that's going to be taking money because people are easy. Like, all you gotta do is make something seem edgy, give it a future look, it sells dollars. Don't worry. I don't know, man. The day six Mankind Divided did not do well. That had an actual story in it that made people uncomfortable. (laughs) Well, no, that wasn't. Which one? Is that what what was the new one called that came out? Mankind Divided, right? The one with the cool guy with the sunglasses? Didn't that have like an actually good narrative? Or am I wrong? I don't remember. <laughs> I actually didn't play that one. I, played I that thought one. that one had a really. I played good the narrative. original one. Yeah, the original one was pretty fun. Yeah, like games like that. You're right. They're not going to be. There's not going to be breaking anyone away. That's not going to make anyone uncomfortable. Final Fantasy. I mean, oh, what, well, what made that game not great was how they implemented. A shit ton of microtransactions. Yes. Now that that's a problem. That's that but that's different from the development side from what the um creators are doing. Um but yeah, I can guarantee you coming next year oh well not next year, this year. Um <laughs> Cyberpunk twenty twenty one in the future? Cyberpunk and um Final Fantasy are gonna be the games. I can tell you now that Final Fantasy VII is going to get all the old people playing it, and then it's going to get all the people who secretly wanted to play Final Fantasy games but didn't know how to place turn-based games, and then they're going to play it, and they're going to say, see, Final Fantasy's better now that you can just hit an X button and cut things. And then it's just going to be like, okay, buddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> enjoy your game. Um, and then Cyber... Is with the OK Boomer? Yeah. Yes. Well, no, I can't hit him with the OK Boomer because 
Deterred. Oh, no kids. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Zoomer. It'll be okay, Zoomer. Okay, Zoomer. Yeah. Um, and then Cyberpunk because it's a first-person cyber game, like, <laughs> like. I don't know. I find that one, I find that one a bit interesting, at least. I don't. Uh, well, I don't because I played Mankind. Us uh, because I played uh, Deus Ex. I actually liked it. I don't care for Cyberpunk for other reasons. The more news I know about Cyberpunk, the less I don't like how they're utilizing the angle of um differences amongst people there's a lot of issues with trans individuals in that game that they're not handling well in some circles and this is not from my, only my perspective this is from like video gamers that um are trans or identify as trans and what they've said and i'm not down for anything like that um it feels it feels almost exploitative to a degree um, and as a person who doesn't like Barrett in Final Fantasy VII, because I'm a black guy, um, I can I, I can identify somewhat when someone is saying, hey, I don't like how they are acting one way with something that I'm connected to. So that's me. I'm a very principal gamer, though. So, you know, not saying people can't enjoy Cyberpunk. Again, they don't need my money. Um, <laughs> they're going to break the bank anyway. Um it's CD Projekt Red. People are just going to be like, oh, hey, they put sex with The Witcher. They'll put sex in this. I want to have porn in my video games. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, that's my news. Arnold, Dustin, what do you guys got? <laughs> uh, well, I got some. Oh, shit. Here comes Bethesda. <laughs> No, we can't do that. Jim has cornerstone that market. Jim Sterling yep. has taken that market. Oh my god, it's uh, the best bit I've ever seen him make. <laughs> I, I did see edit. the uh, I think I saw the the little uh, where somebody remixed that. Oh, where he his, um, his dance. He took the dance he took his dance, remixed it, and then he put the Pokemon boss battle music, the gym leader mm-hmm. music in the background. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Um, but so this happened during Christmas. Actually, it happened on Christmas Eve. Um, hackers stole a whole when um, this is only on the PC, by the way, not on like Xbox or um, PS4. But on PC, there are hackers going around stealing everyone's inventories, just taking everything, even like the um, I don't even remember the name of it the armband thing, <laughs> the pet boy. There the we pet go, boy. Because even, in thing. the game's data, it is considered an item. So even that can yeah. be stolen from you yeah, for I've some reason. That. Yeah. Wow. Um, they are trying to fix it. I don't know how they're going to get everyone's stuff back. That's... um. Actually, I don't even think they can get everyone's stuff back. I think there was like a message saying, we're going to try to compensate you with all the stuff you've lost. Oh man! Um, I... And if you believe you're like um, an affected individual, just write a ticket under customer service or something. Oh, real quick, um, just so everyone knows, um, if you heard like a weird double or something going off while I was talking, I just realized that I I have two mics and one of them was um, not muted. So, like, so you're you're creating your own stereo. Yeah, I was probably like. Definitely up. So sorry about that, everybody. Go ahead, Arnold. Um. Also, there's like a uh, Bethesda said to an um a news outlet saying that this was only occurring to a few players, but 
there's a I don't, I don't I can't find it, but there's like a video. It's probably taken down of a hacker who uploaded a video of him hacking over 500 players. I don't know if that's a few players. That's 500 does not sound like a, lot, a few players, yeah. in my opinion. That's a lot. This I is mean, a shit show. <laughs> well, it really is. It's like watching a train wreck in slow motion. It's. I am not su- even in slow motion, man. You can just walk in front of it and it won't hit you yet. I'm surprised that they keep it up. Like, they haven't just shut it down. It's because it's making money, dude. People are buying that premium pass, even though it's bollocks. Look, here's the deal. I just said it for two games. I'll say it again. People are easy. <laughs> like, if you release something on a franchise that people liked before, and they're familiar with it, they will buy it. Hands down. Like, hands down, they will buy it. Period. Like, like almost certainly. I have to actively keep myself from doing it with things. Because, like, even I'll get, like, to that degree. Like... I don't know, but even at this point, I'm kind of like, you oh, fucked it up so much. Like, there's certain things. For instance, um, my friend, she loves Persona games. She will buy every Persona game almost. She will buy every Tales of game almost. But they have a record of making good games and constantly improving their games. But Bethesda, I'm, I'll be real with you. I saw the writing on the walls with Fallout 4. Like, I remember when Fallout 4 came out, and I was like, that looks like shit. And I remember Arnold, like, your brother and all his friends, and everyone was like, no, dude, it's good. And I was like, okay. And then later on, everyone was like, yeah, Fallout 4 was kind of shit. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, good. People realize this. And then, like, you know... um, Bethesda will realize that they messed up and they'll, they'll improve. Um, and when Arnold, when did this Skyrim come out before or after Fallout 4? It came out before, right? It came before, yeah. Right. With it Sc- came on my birthday. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, <laughs> um, when, um, when Skyrim was coming out, I remember playing it and saying the same thing about Skyrim. Like, but Bethesda's still here. <laughs> They're still making money. Cool. Still hanging in there. It's and it's because you know, it's not even to insult the gamers that do it. It's just like you you know this company, they didn't do you wrong before. Why would they do you wrong now? Like it makes sense. Um, you have to be a jaded fuck like me and wake up every morning and go to sleep every night drinking your haterade, and that is the only way. <laughs> You can be cynical. Yeah, sip on that haterade before haterade. you get it. Oh, I'm sipping on the haterade for this episode. Because once we hit the topic, it's been the least. So, um, but yeah, no. This shit's fire. Like, I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to last. If I was a company, I would cut my losses, scrap this project, bury my head underground for, for a year, make a really good game, and release it. Or pull No Man's Sky and not talk to anyone to fix the game. Right. People shat on No Man's Sky, but they at least fixed their shit. Like, yeah, but if you watched or read what they said, I would, oh, you wouldn't be praising oh, that game. No, they lied through their teeth. But I never no, no, expected... no. Even after fixing the game, they're like, oh man, even... 
they were like, oh, you know, people just had to give it time. It was going to be a great game. Shit like that. Oh, well, yeah, they're, they're lying assholes. But, like, I thought they were lying assholes before the game came out. Like, well, I never even knew his studio, so. Oh, I, I, I will always remember Fable. Whenever something is promising me something, <laughs> is always like, oh, they're the ones who made Fable. No, God, no, 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 no. What were you yeah. saying, Dustin? James <laughs> is like, I would touch God. I remember. Mm, I, when everyone's hopeful for something, Fable flashes through my mind like a fucking war flashback. <laughs> um, yes, but anyway, um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't even keep up with Fallout anymore. That's how unimportant it is to me at this point. Like, they're just being shit. Like, yeah. What else you got? <laughs> uh, also, uh, for the few people who bought this game, because I don't know anyone who plays these games, WWE's 2K20 <laughs> came out last year. Not this year, last year. And yesterday, you were not able to play it. Apparently, when the new year rolled in, people could not play the game. Ironic. That makes no sense to me. How that? How is that? Ha- well, the game was already buggy as hell to begin with. You know what's really funny? You say that you don't know anyone that plays it. Those types of games. I grew up with people who played a lot of wrestling games, but I also grew up in like. In African American hood in the like the backcountry peak wrestling time almost the peak, well yeah. the peak the peak was the eighties but in the nineties it was pretty the, the 90s I was grew up big. with yeah, yeah I grew up with people who uh, who were really big into wrestling as and, well. and so like I know people who liked wrestling games and I was actually a person who was excited to play some wrestling games because back in the day they were fun like um so okay uh, that NES wrestling game is yes. a really really well done game like, yes. There's actually yes. a very good video, and sometime I'll, I think, I need to link y'all that video at some point that talks about that game and all the thought that went into that NES wrestling game. There were there were good wrestling games made. Um, I I think, Arnold, your generation, um, at least maybe not even your generation, but just maybe your friend group, you guys, like, things were becoming a meme and things were becoming uncool that were cool for us, for your generation. So wrestling, it's all about, you guys are, your your generation's all about being real, ironically. Um, but like, wait, wait, what? like, you guys have to have like, it's hard to explain, but you guys. Oh, have, no, just to me, I've never liked sports games like that. See, like, wrestling isn't a sports game. That's what I'm just, like, actually say. It was Smash for us before Smash Brothers existed. It was, it was the Smash before the Smash. Yeah, it was like you got a bunch of characters who, like, you may not even see on the same area. You would just grab literally random objects and beat the tar out of each other. Like, it was an ugly fighting game, really. Um, <laughs> but I get what you're saying, Arnold. Like, you probably just weren't involved because you were just like, eh, whatever. But, um, yeah, wrestling now, people tend to make fun of people who like wrestling more so. I think it's popular to make fun of people who look at people dress up differently and hit each other, which is weird because we have organized sports. But anyway, um, like, you know, 
Um, yeah. I, 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 again, the new games are shit. I agree with you. And it's just another one of those stories where it's like, not even surprised. Not even surprised. So not surprised. I didn't even look at Jim Sterling's video on it. Like, I was just like, he tweeted about it. Huh? It's like, oh, a buggy sports game. Well, a buggy WWE game. Um, the bit in their defense, they often do have very in like intensive like career or season or character creative modes that are like a lot of failure points, like places where things can bug out weird. Oh yeah, it's but... the same thing with uh, sports games because there's some crazy, crazy bugs in. Um, in various like soccer games and football games and just because of all the moving parts involved in in making like like a season mode oh yeah no but i think for me the wwe games have kind of taken the same category as a lot of these like um um how do i put it um these more triple a gaming studio video games oh yeah they just kind of become like they just make them now Turn them out. Yeah. Like what FIFA, else? whatever year. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Let's not just, Fuck FIFA. Might as well be like resold assets. Yeah, <laughs> FIFA is the same game. Just as bad as all those great light games on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, except it's made by a AAA company and they're saying it's a full fucking price game. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> Um, but okay, Arnold, any more news on your end? I have one bit of less news. It's related to NMA. Mm-hmm. Yes, I just pronounced it like that because I, I wanted to say it like that. Anime. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, there's this, uh, an, uh, not anime. There's a manga called uh, Sleepy Princess and the Demon Castle, and it's getting a uh, anime adaptation. <laughs> I'm just going to call you Slice Man, because you watch so many slices of life. I don't, I don't know if you can consider being kidnapped into a demon castle. Is it an isekai? No. Hmm. And you know that's actually re- refreshing to not to hear of an anime that is not an isekai. Let me right see. Now. It's yeah, isekai is super popular. It's uh, called the premises of the anime is like um, the demons and demons are fighting like they always are in most scenarios uh the demon the new demon king kidnaps the human princess but he doesn't do anything bad to her and she just sleeps a lot and gets along with all the demons what's it called again arnold <laughs> uh sleepy princess in the demon castle this is so weird okay <laughs> bear with me here there is a dragon ball movie called oh, yeah. Sleeping Princess in Devil's Castle. Perhaps. Okay, hold on. Let me These just link you in the Discord. Are related. But anyway. Um, I, I've actually heard of this series before. I didn't realize that it was getting a... a oh, I, I, I'm not I'm not saying it's not true or anything. I just, oh, no. That's I'm, I'm just me. saying that, that, it's, that I... I didn't make that connection, though, about the Dragon Ball movie. I do remember the Dragon Ball movie, though. Yeah. Huh. And it's just, I just bring it up because I actually remember reading, the, finding this at like page, like chapter, um, 
four or five, and now it's like a chapter 100-something. Is it good? I like it. I enjoy it. Okay. Ooh. Oh. These colors. So garish. Uh, <laughs> huh. Oh, yeah. I don't know how that anime is going to work. but Oh, it'll probably be fine. I couldn't read this, but this looks like people would enjoy it. This looks cute. This looks, yeah, this looks cute. This looks charming. Yeah. I, I'm cynical enough to know what I hate, but also appreciative enough to know that this is something that other people would enjoy. And there's nothing wrong with that. It seems silly. Yeah, she goes on rampages. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? What is happening? Why is the princess doing this? Because because angry girls are attractive in anime world. <laughs> yeah, that's all the that's all the news I have. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of manga, uh, the KOF fourteen manga is surprisingly enough getting an English release starting this month. Actually, hmm. yep. Um, it's a little bit late considering now we're working on King of Fighters fifteen, but the manga is ongoing, so it's not like it's you know releasing it after it stopped. It's still going. Um, it's actually, uh, if you're a King of Fighters fan, it's actually quite good. I've read some some scanned chapters before it got announced that it was getting an English English release. Um, but yeah, um, so that's the thing. Uh, and, and less positive news, y'all may have heard about uh, Romelia, the professional League of Legends yes. player, passed away suddenly at mm-hmm. 24, which is really tragic. That happened last week, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Yep, that, she did not know that. That was really upsetting. Um, yeah, she's 24. She quit League because she's getting harassed because League mm-hmm. is full of trash ass boys. Um, but like, um, like, yeah, that was upsetting. Like, I don't even know what else to comment on that. Like, yeah, she was 24. Mentioned that that was that was tragic, to... mm-hmm. and it is game related. Yeah, no, that's always upsetting to hear. About anyone passing away, particularly like someone who's young and, and young and early. like let's be real, like an open out there female gamer that like did what she wanted to do, mm-hmm. like you know they exist already, of course, but like to have that kind of role model for somewhere I'm someone I'm sure um, is upsetting for that to happen. So yes, yeah. Um, I uh, was going to comment that uh, that Leroy is finally released in Tekken Seven, but I've not got to play it yet because I'm really behind on <laughs> on uh, on Tekken Seven. But uh, a lot of people were hyped about that character. I'm I'm hyped about that. Leroy is the black martial artist for anyone who yeah, doesn't know. He's, he's the he's the uh, the black kung fu fighter. Um, Wing Wing Chun actually. Wing Chun, yeah, he knows Wing Chun. What, yeah. what was the name of the rapper that cosplayed him at Dragon uh, Con? T Pain. T Pain was dressed as Leroy. T Pain was dressed as him at Dragon Con. I remember seeing him when I was at Dragon Con, and yeah. he was dancing. I heard he was, I heard he was kind of a jerk to people online. Oh well, yeah, he's T Pain. Um. <laughs> like, I mean, he's a celebrity. Yeah, right. That's what's going to be like. He's a celebrity. Well, 
bunch of territories that people would people can be jerks in any way sometimes at Dragon Con, much less if they're cele- or much more so. I have so. met more jerks that are celebrities at Dragon Con than people who aren't jerks that are celebrities at Dragon Con. Um, typically the non-jerk people are the voice acting women. Distinctively. Yeah, I can I can I can verify that. The, the Ruby cast. Ruby cast, the Sailor Moon cast, and um um Tara Strong. I've met Tara Strong on several occasions. I have met the Ruby cast on several occasions, and I have met um well I've only met not sorry, not Ruby Cast, sorry. <laughs> I've only met Tara Strong on several occasions. I've met the Ruby cast, however, and I've met the Sailor Moon cast, all of which are very personal, very charming, very nice. Almost, and I've met um, Ed's voice actress. She's very cool. Um, Ed from Cowboy Bebop. Um, I was about to say, I was like, not, not, not the other Ed. Yeah. Well, we I met that voice. That I yeah. We don't talk about that. Ed, right? I've met Vic, and at the time, he was nice. Actually, very nice at that moment. Everything else that's up to there. In the moment that I met him, he seemed cool. Um, um, Tara Strong, very nice, and they were all professional. So I don't want to hear any of that crap about being professional and stuff like that. Um, I take that back. Um, Spike Spiegel's voice actor. Um, J. Bloom. Yeah, he was cool. I was actually nervous, however, because he is my favorite voice actor for my favorite um, anime character of all time. So I didn't, I didn't know what to do. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> um, they're all very, very nice, all very professional. Oh my goodness, uh... I forgot. Sorry, I was, I was like, what were we talking about? I went to this whole thing about nice voice actors. <laughs> well, we were talking about T-Pain. And T-Pain, Eagle that's right. So. <laughs> from Tekken, Tekken 7. I just, as soon as we started talking about nice voice actresses, I was just, in my head, literally, are the Sailor Moon cast and the Ruby cast. <laughs> and I'm picturing all my talks with them. Um, uh, I do want to note, too, on the note of Leroy, though, is I really do enjoy the fact that um, this, as a character, Leroy is really getting a lot of, like, sell, I guess, in terms of um, his role. I don't know if he'll have, like, a story role or not. Probably not, considering he's DLC. Um, but they really are playing him as, like, a really a really cool and strong man. Uh, he's, he's neat. Like he's, he's pretty cool. Um, I always laugh whenever I see him because he looks oh, yeah. like a couple of black video game fighting characters I've seen in the past. Not as an insult mm-hmm. towards him. I actually think he looks cool. Um, I I can't fully get behind him because he is mm-hmm. DLC and I've talked with Dustin about this. Yes. I don't, I've fallen out of the fighting game world because I'm sick of paying for characters. Um, yep. Which is a le- very legitimate complaint. But it, it is kind of ridiculous. But I'm not going to put down what he is. He's cool. I think he's neat. Um, and if they ever want to release Tekken 8 and have everybody on it... Um, <laughs> Boss uh, Mash, everyone's here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will gladly pay for Except that. Except not, because you got to pay for a fighter's pass. Five other players. Five other characters. Um, but yeah. You know, that's honestly... How much is the fighter's pass? This is a tangent, I know. But how much is the fighter's pass? It's only 25 and for Smash Brothers, yeah, it's twenty five, but it goes on sale a lot. Um, oh, okay. so also, the actually, only each... thing that Nintendo has that goes on sale frequently. Mm-hmm. 
um, out of their main. Actually, you know, Probably. it's always a joke. But Nintendo puts their stuff on sale. They're just not the crazy Steam 50% off things that we are all Come on, man. I'm ready to buy Mario Odyssey for like 20 cents. <laughs> <laughs> you know, games on Steam go for free sometimes. I, I, know it's a, I know it's a joke and a meme that Nintendo doesn't put anything on sale. But because I have a Reddit open constantly for things that are on sale, Nintendo puts a lot of their stuff on sale frequently, actually. They just don't do 50% that often. And I think... Because PlayStation and Steam and Xbox all puts their stuff like on like fifty percent drops. Yeah, um, the Steam sales where it's like, hey, if you get this game, we'll give you five dollars. Right, and it's kind of like, yeah, I I'm okay. I'm okay with how Nintendo does their sales. Um, but ooh, speaking of games, though, before we get into our big old topic and stuff, I actually have been gaming a lot. Um, more, not any more than I actually have, but I've beaten a, quite a few games as of late in quick succession. Um, finished Pokemon, great game, hate my rival a lot. Um, I can, uh, I can, I'm with you with that. Um, only okay, flaw yeah. in that game was that the story, the main story seemed to start abruptly and then wrap up very quickly. Um, which... And my experience as a Pokemon is not something that is common. Um, I, I, I know this sounds weird, but I'm used to Pokemon stories being a little bit more fleshed out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I heard some complaints that way too. It's not, a, it's not so big that it's something to push the game down for because oh, it's, yeah. it's Pokemon. But, and but also, if you're playing for the story, you are a rare human being. I'll also say this though, the the story that makes the problem for the Pokemon world is the part that I'm talking about. The story that involves you being a gym challenger is actually well done. Um mm. it's actually you have context for everything you're doing and the wow. gym leaders feel like fleshed out characters. Um and that they're not just these these stalwart guards that just like let you enter and then leave. Like it feels like you're interacting with another character. Um so beat Pokemon, really good. I then play Iconoclast, um, an old game from 2018. Excellent game. Highly recommend anyone to play it. Well written, very depressing, very depressing. Um the characters are written very humanly. In the in like the most human way possible, like these people do stuff, and you're like, "Yep, that's what a person would probably do." That's horrible. Um, it it looks cute. It's it's outward appearance looks cute. It looks like something you would play on the SNES. Mm-hmm. It's it's nothing like that. Um, it's very very. It's dark, dark. It's grotesque. It's great. Um, really really good. I actually felt bad beating certain bosses. Um, uh, let's see here. I then after that played the friends of Ringo Ishikawa. It is also really sad, um, <laughs> but it's also geniusly written. It is a very good game where you play um, a young Japanese high school kid. He is the leader of a gang of thugs of four other 
thugs in his school. And the game starts off really good. And you then um, you then are just let out in the world. And you go to school. You learn stuff. You can read books. Um, you can get your grades up and earn scholarships to earn money. It's a really good game. And then you go through little story beats where things happen and evolve. Um, characters interact with each other. Some really bad things happen. Um, but it feels... The reason I think it's really good is that if you want to relive high school in a genuine way, <laughs> not, um, not all this like nostalgia tripping crap, like something that makes you actually remember what high school was like in both a good, silly way, but also kind of like, like damn, like this is rough. Like kind of stuff. I'd rather not experience that. Um, <laughs> I'm be honest. Oh, that's that's fair. You'll be missing out on a really good game. I'll say that, but it's fair. Um, Ringo Ishikawa is an experience. It is one. It's like an Undertale for me. It's an experience game that I think everyone should play. Um, highly recommended. Unlike Undertale, the combat is well done. Well, quotation marks. Well done. It's like. Um, it's like a um, beat 'em up done design um, fighting game, um, but yeah, it it feels like it captures that period. And just because it's set in Japan doesn't mean that people can't relate to it. It's oh, that's an excellent game. Like it's an excellent, excellent, excellent game. If you don't want to play it, look at a YouTube. The game took me only ten hours to beat. Um, sadly, I will spoil this. The ending is always the same. No matter what you do, the ending will be the same. Um, I didn't like that part. That's about it. Um, finally, last game I've been playing um, after I beat... Um, well, I've been playing two, but the one I've been focusing on right now. After I beat Ringo, I've now been playing um, Valhalla. It's taken me a while to get onto Valhalla. Um, good game so far. Um, sometimes the writing is really well done and clever. And then sometimes it feels like some 16 year old who likes anime wrote it. Um, <laughs> it, it jumps in between that. Um, there is a particular character. Dustin will know who I'm talking about at the very beginning who is knocked out and wakes up. Her reaction to waking up annoyed the piss out of me. It was like someone thought, how would a girl react at waking up in a bar in an anime that is both cute, funny, and serious? And I was just like, this is stupid. <laughs> it made me really angry, actually, because she started saying stuff that was this accusatory tone towards other characters. And I was like, no one in their right mind, unless they have been subjugated to these activities, would say these things. And I was like... Someone thought this was good writing. Outside of that, however, <laughs> that one complaint, everything else is very well written. It's a charming game. I like getting people drunk. Um, <laughs> so far, so good. I won't spoil anything because I'm big on not spoiling. Um, I'm still working on it because I finally got to get back to it after yeah. time. It's it's a good it's a good game. Very good game. Um, I find the main character's love for her boss very hilarious. Oh yeah. yeah, she's she's definitely got a big crush on her boss. Yeah, um, but yeah, all right. 
Um, anyone that want to talk about any other games they've been playing? Or we can jump into the topic. Um, I need to, I need to pick up games because I have a Switch now, but I haven't done that. Yet. Yeah, you do. You got <laughs> you got some games to load on there, buddy. Um, yeah. <laughs> load up that Switch. Once you start, you won't stop. Um, I'm just waiting for that paycheck. <laughs> um, I will say this. If anyone, including my co-host on here... I also have River City Girls. Um, one of my Jesus. friends, she got it for me. I played it with Arnold. Um, I fucking love this game. Like, That's pretty cool. It's it's That's pretty cool. cool. It's fucking amazing. I beat the shit out of someone with a yo-yo. I thought that was pretty cool. This, if anyone wants to buy a coffee and play online with me, because it's it's so much better with people. One, because the game, it's a beat-em-up. So the game gives you a lot of enemies. Um Things about this game that are genius. To revive your friend, you have to curb stomp their soul back into their body. <laughs> that actually is kind of amazing. That alone is great. The premise of the game is that the two guys from Rudy Sivri Rampage, their girlfriends, um, they the boys get kidnapped and the girls are asked to find them. The opening panel to get to the first level is written as a manga. Um and they scroll around it. The English voice acting is really well done. It has a kick-ass intro. The colors are beautiful. The sprites are great. Um, the oh, yeah, the sprites are really well done. The comedy is really good. The girls are funny. I'm playing the ditzy one right now only because the the cool short-haired one, the badass girl. I, I figured, like, that's someone who I would typically go to. I was like, let me give the ditzy girl. And I actually like her. She's really cute because she has sword earrings. And I'm like, what? Um, it is a good, solid game. A lot of people talked about this. I know John um, Super Eye Patch Wolf talked about this a few months ago. Um, I already wanted that game, but I found out that they made a limited run edition of the physical copy. And the physical copy actually comes with a tiny little um, game book in it, which they don't do anymore. Like... You don't you don't buy a game and you have a little game booklet in it, um, so it's great. Um, very good gift um, from my friend. It was really cool. So, again, it's also any, affordable. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um, I'll but, probably get it just to play with you. I will play with both of you. I will play. It is that's a fun game. If they they need more characters. So that it could be a four-person, like, Man, beat him up. I'm suddenly just reminded of Castle Crash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, Arnold and his brother ruined that game for me. Him, his brother, and my little brother once were in my apartment while I was in college. They played that game for almost 12 hours straight. I watched them play that game. I can't pick up a controller if it has that game now because of them. Because I'm sick of those square-headed knights. Like, I'm <laughs> sick oh, of them. They're rectangles. Excuse you. I was, I was so Christ. sick. So sick watching that game. <laughs> um, and you know the worst part was? They were playing my copy. So, like, I couldn't play my game. Um, but, yes. River City Girls is an excellent game. I recommend everyone who likes a good beat em up to play. I know Dustin likes a good beat em up. Um, me and Dustin were raised off beat em ups. But um, 
Alien vs. Predator was my favorite beat em up. But anyway, I had oh, the X Men game. The X Men oh, yeah. arcade game. Nura, Nura, game never have Nura, a what? I'm sorry, I was Did... copying Colossus here. <laughs> no, I just said that Alien vs. Predator beat em up will never have a sequel. Oh, yeah, no. Because of all the rights. It actually. Hey, did I? Oh yeah, this is a new piece of news I never mentioned. But um, the the cap the weird Capcom uh, console system, mm-hmm. not console system, uh, uh, arcade the, stick like console. Yeah, has Alien vs Predator on it, which is the only time that game has been re released in recent memory that I can. Remember. Oh, ah, interesting. Because huh. you know licensing issues. Oh yeah, bunch yeah. of it. Um, but yeah, okay. So, well, hold up. <laughs> Damn it, Arnold. I told you last episode. Get all your shit out. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. What are you going to say? No, um, I also beat Pokemon. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, I don't like how there's not a lot of post-game. But that's probably because... Hold on. Can I, can I, can I say something to that? Because a lot of people say that. Sure. When the hell has Pokemon had a post-game? Pokemon Emerald had the entire battlefield. I mean, um... Battle Frontier. Okay. That is one game. Is it typical for Pokemon, Pokemon to have a post game? Ultra Sun and Moon had three like bonus chapters. Two or three bonus chapters. What were these bonus chapters about? Were they uh, story? One of them was the entirety of Team Rocket coming to the new um region. Okay. Okay. I will respectfully say those are two instances. Where Pokemon had a post game, but could you say the two instances out of the entirety of Pokemon that that is typical? I would say no. Uh, yeah, I would say that it's not typical for Pokemon to have a post game. It just—it's just me. Like I'm just—I'm thinking about this right here because one, I feel that this particular Pokemon has more of a post game where you interact with people, but I think a lot of people are looking for a single player post game. Which, I guess, if I think about it, I can't say they're wrong to think that. I just never remember po- buying Pokemon to wait for the post game. I always thought Pokemon was about making your own post game. Like that's how I've always thought of Pokemon. Like there's people who what go was the last games. Pokemon game you played? Um, officially, Platinum. The last Pokemon game that I was aware of and watched someone play right next to them and experienced it, Sun and Moon, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. So I'm I actually I'm, have not played. I actually not finished Let's Go. I'm up to date on all the Pokemon games. That's why I'm saying that I don't ever remember someone going Pokemon games post game is off the shit. I think Pokemon X and Y had a post game too. I don't remember though. Like, I'm not, so for me, what I'm looking at here is, is that do we buy Pokemon games for their post game? Or do we buy Pokemon games to experience the Pokemon world? I buy Pokemon games for the numbers. Well, I know why you buy Pokemon games, Carl. (laughs) I'm just saying, in general, I don't think they fly off the shelves because people This is the first Pokemon game where I beat it without thinking about numbers. I think I think my and I think for me and I this is my gripe with the Pokemon game is that there could have been a little bit more to the game itself but I don't think it needs a post game. I'm actually sick of games with post games. Like 
what is with this need to finish a game and then have more left over? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. This is a weird thing for me, and I think I'm the only human being that thinks this. But for instance, okay, the games I just mentioned, Iconoclast, and um, in the the story of Ringo Ishikawa, the the friends of Ringo Ishikawa. I don't want more. Because well, I don't that, think those games are designed to have more, though. Well, Iconoclast the- actually has, like, two or three hidden bosses. But outside of that, like, they're not... But, see, that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, but I is thought, that post-game, or is that is that during, like, the... There, it's post-game. Of the game. It's after the game. After you played it, you can go into your new game plus and everything like that. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say, but for me, Pokemon... I thought the post-game was that was when you went out and played against people or traded with people. Or you found the mysteries in the game. But I didn't think it was like you needed a post post game. That's just. I mean, I I mean, I guess uh, just to me though, I I did enjoy the Battle Frontier from Emerald. I did I did enjoy the chapters from Sun and Moon. Yeah, I, Ultra Ultra Sun and Moon. I don't know if Sun and Moon actually have. See, yeah, see, I remember Sun and Moon because I remember when it came out. I had clients that were playing that game. I don't remember them talking about post game. But then again, again, I'm coming it from the perspective of Pokemon. Like, I, I don't know. Because you're not the first person to say this, Arnold. And I'm not saying you or anyone else is wrong. It just blows my mind that if you can play a game and say it was really good, and the next thing you can say is that, well, it didn't have a good post game, I'm kind of like, eh. Well, it's still a good game. I just wouldn't would enjoy a bit more content after something Something the, to do with your Pokemon. After the game. Because, you know, the thing about Pokemon is either when you finish the game, you can either... To continue to collect your perfect team or whatever, you could finish the decks. But then after that, there's not much to do with it. I, I think people are so used to these extra content games that now all of our games... Because I heard people say this for every game. I've heard people say that Zelda Breath of the Wild doesn't have enough content. That's a fucking lie. But no, hear me out. Well, not, that, not, that, not that you're saying that you yeah. heard people say it. There's so much to do in that game. But that's my point, is that I feel everyone wants more to do in the games they get. And I'm kind of like, people some games... Just... Huh? What are you going to say, Dustin? So, so I think sometimes people, if they really like a game, they just don't want it to end. There's no such thing unless you're playing an emulator. And that's okay. Just say yeah, that. Yeah, man, I never want to spec up the line to end. Just, just be like, I don't <laughs> want this to end. And don't worry, everybody. They'll remake your game just like they're doing Final Fantasy VII. Don't worry. These companies know you don't want it to end. And they will wait 20 years and remake what you didn't want to end again so that you can use your disposable hey, income. just look at it this way. With Final Fantasy VII, you just have to wait on the next version so you don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> exactly. Like, don't worry. Just think about it, everyone. They decided to remake Seven, the game that already sold blockbusters. They didn't remake Eight. Like, they remastered it, but they didn't remake it. And that's a game that I would actually pay money for if they remade it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, don't worry. I like 8, and yet I still think it could benefit from a remake. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I guess I get what you mean, Arnold. Like, I, I um, and for people listening, <laughs> I got excited with it. But I don't think you wanting more 
content in Pokemon is unfair. As a matter of fact, I can completely understand it. I think for me, however, when I was done playing Pokemon, I, I, I'm I very much a role-playing person. So I made my character, and I was just like, you know what? He wouldn't do anything else. He would chill on his champion throne and just not do anything. <laughs> he would keep his shades on that keep his eyes from being shown. Um, my character at the end of the game looked like a freaking weird punk. He had slicked back pink hair. He had thick blue glasses that didn't show his eyeballs. He had on like this insulate anime. He had this gangster almost purple green jacket on and some torn jeans. He just stared at people like, "Don't talk to me." <laughs> the only bad thing I can say about Buckmon is that backpack. Garbage. The backpack. The boys are ugly. The boys' backpack is fucking garbage. The boys are hideous in Pokemon. Um, yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll go as far as to say I wouldn't hate some DLC or some extension to Pokemon. I would not hate that. There's no season pass. But yeah, it, no season pass, and it will have to be a story. I don't. I don't like. Bullshit. Like what they did with Splatoon too. Yeah, 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 like Splatoon 2. I don't want more more game that isn't story-driven. I hate games that are just like, here's a side quest. They pretty much made like an entire new game, but instead of charging $60, it's $20. Yeah, Splatoon was very well done. And it actually, I heard that story is better than the last one. Um, I would know. I still haven't made the, made so, the main story. <laughs> That's how good the multiplayer is, though. Lordy. But okay, let's get into the topic. <laughs> We've been going on for a good minute. Just got um, them tangents rolling today. I don't even think they were tangents. We just had like good topics to talk about. We just had good... we got also, real quick, about. I know we about, we're trying to transition, but I did get Final Fantasy IX on the Switch. Yes! And to those people who did 1,000 jump ropes at the beginning of the game, <laughs> I, sal- I salute you. Ain't about to do that shit, though. I only got the 50. I'm moving on. Well, thank you for the salute, Arnold, because I am <laughs> one of those people who got a thousand jump ropes. Um, or or whatever the whatever the max number is. Is it a thousand? Um, I'm pretty sure. Sh- well, a thousand is what you need to get the final item. Yes. From then, all the items. Then, then I've done it. I have done the I've- thousand. I actually think there's more you can do if you continue on, but there's nothing after a thousand. Do you know the secret, Arnold? You get the game two inches from your face, and you just press that button in a rhythmic fashion, and you don't think about the muscle cramp that's about to happen. You just keep going, and you make that little VV jump. You make him jump his fucking ass off. I think I'll play the game. Um, no, I completely understand that. Um, but I think that is something I actually want us to do an episode on that full disclosure, because the mini games in Final Fantasy IX are ingenious because they will get you stuck. You will sit there. You'll play those games. Like, also, what's up with that? With the cactus? The little ca- I, the, oh, cactus? The, the 50th jump was like a, a cactus card. Ooh. I don't know nothing about Final, Final Fantasy, really, except Ooh. for the online version of the game. Ooh, so... And the fact that they crossed over with Monster Hunter. And in the Monster Hunter game, when you hit it, it shoots out a billion needles that does hella damage. So, first off, you you cactar. you rube. They're called cactar and not cactar? cactus. I don't know, bro. <laughs> or cacti. They are, they, are, uh, they are a semi-mascot character because they're kind of cute. And 
they do boatloads of damage, usually within the thousands places. Oh, yeah. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen people kill a monster just with those things. Right. So, uh, Cactar Card is in the card game that you will be playing. It's also part of a story quest. But Final Fantasy IX has the best card game I've ever played in a video game. And yes, this is going up against Gwent. Um, I feel it is simplistic enough to get you into and complicated enough that you will sit there and you will play it. I'm not saying that Gwent is actually bad. It's actually a pretty decent card game. But um, I fin- Final Fantasy IX's yeah. card game is great. Well, I-, I don't like it, but I can't say it's a bad card game. Uh, well, just for me, for those people who do enjoy Gwent... Oh yeah, I will say I actually do not enjoy that game. Oh, oh yeah, and that's that's, yeah, that's a personal. Okay if you enjoy it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, if you like it, you like it. But like, um, Final Fantasy IX to me has a really good card game. Um, yes, keep that Cactar card. Um, it'll come up later. Um, yeah, go on with the story though. Um, VV's little first happening of the story is kind of cute. So, is there another section for the jump rope? Just if I want to try and attempt it again without spoiling it for you. No. <laughs> okay. Do, do your jumping jacks now. <laughs> um. Mm, nah, I'm already at the next area where I'm playing the other character. Yeah, then never mind. It's all good. Uh, okay. <laughs> there, I okay. will say this. I will say this. There's going to be up. there's going to be another mini game very soon. If you're with the character that I think you are, um, there's another mini game with that character where you will, if you do something perfectly you will get some good shit. So, okay. yeah. God, I love Final Fantasy IX. I've been, like, trying not to buy it for my Switch because as soon as I do, I'm going to play it and forget all my other games. Um, so, in other words, keep So, what you're telling me is I should buy it for you so you can forget about your other games. No! Well, luckily you can't because Nintendo's so behind on their online features that you can't give someone anything... Um, on your friends list. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, don't you worry. Then I'll just buy a code. When you're not not looking, I'll type it into your switch. I'll always be looking where my switch is. <laughs> <laughs> not when you're in the bathroom. What do you mean? Where do you think the switch goes? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you'd leave it in the dock at least. <laughs> I hope. You no, know, no, I leave it in the dock. I ain't getting that thing that close to water. Um, but but all right, let's let's go. Let's get with the episode. The main so yes. the main episode after your long wait. Um, Are we ever gonna get to the topic this time? We just want to talk could that just have been the topic? That, they were like, "Oh, that was a topic, everybody." Bye. But um, what I was going to say. <laughs> hey guys, you thought there was a topic, but no, we were just bullshitting for an hour. Um. I was going to say, so this episode, as you guys heard earlier, I made a reference to Dustin being a cyber-ish kind of replacement and of I didn't an agent. Get it he didn't get it at first, but, but now I, I was referring to a character in the Metal Gear Solid series named Raiden. And then for Arnold, I was referring to, it was more obvious, I was referring to Luigi um, in the Super Mario Brothers series, the brother of Mario. Mm. Um, specifically Luigi's Mansion. Specifically Luigi's Mansion. Um, Come on, so, man. It's not a vacuum. It's the Poltergust 3000. That was the joke. Oh, I was going to say um, that today's episode in kind of celebration or in um, connection with the new year, we're going to, and this was brought up by Dustin, we're going to look at new characters that were brought into established series 
and became established main characters that were replacing the old characters. Raiden being a character that replaced Solid Snake from the original Metal Gear Solid video game um, and other characters. Now, of course, neither of these characters have dethroned their mainstay characters of the series, but that's they're part of what we want to talk about. Right. And that's actually a big thing. So when I was joking that I um, was drinking the Haterade for this episode, I'm not actually joking that much. Everything I thought about for this, I don't like the replacements. Going to go full on open about this now. So whenever I'm talking to everybody, just get ready for that hate train. (laughs) Roll your eyes. Just sit there, roll your eyes and be like, here's James again. Shit. Oh, um, I will actually try to be um fully like open about it though. I'm not gonna just hate on them and hate on them. I have followed the reasons for why each of these characters have been introduced throughout the years, and I have actually gotten over my initial like whiny nature for most of them. I still don't like every single one of them, but there were some that I had a more visceral reaction to when I was younger. Not to the point, like, some of these people that sent out, like, hate mail and stuff like that. Like, I just didn't like them. Um, James wasn't sending death threats. Yeah, it's, it's like, that's their creative license. They can do what the fuck they want, but I don't have to like it. Um, and, like, actually, Raiden honestly grew on me throughout playing the game. Um, he's still a piece of shit, but, like, you know, you get Stockholm Syndrome once you play with the character for, for, for too long. I can't remember the bit in that game where like Snake throws him some ammo when he's in like the chopper or something. He's like, right? it's like what are you what, what are you going to use? He's, and Snake is just pointing to his headband like I have unlimited ammo. Yes! <laughs> I remember that! It's like what? I remember that. Okay. So um, for those of you who don't know in Metal Gear Solid the series if you get a special um, bandana your character gets unlimited ammo and that was a joke. That was back when Kojima was like weird and actually made good games too. Um, Death Stranding's not that good. Anyway, like um, you know, like um, going into all that. But anyway, I guess since we brought it up first, let's talk about Metal Gear Solid. Um, this is Metal Gear Solid two, three, two, or two, two is when he's two. introduced. Two is when he's introduced. Two, okay. So Metal Gear Solid. Two. So, okay, for the metal, for people listening, Metal Gear Solid, we talked about this a couple of times. It's very known in the gaming zeitgeist. You play typically Solid Snake, and it's about mm-hmm. him going on his espionage adventures and usually combating one of his brothers at some point, or some Russian person at some point. And, or um, both. Or both. Um, actually, oh yes, sometimes... Both. Sometimes they're the same person. <laughs> um, because Kojima is fucking weird. And um, as much as I shit on Death Stranding right now, um, he, um, Hideo Kojima is one of my favorite video game creators of all time. I love him, but I also acknowledge that he's crazy and the game he made lately is really bad. That does not mean he's not great. It just means that sometimes you mess up. Um, but like Metal Gear Solid 2 was... The first time Raiden was introduced in the game, Raiden is the opposite of Snake, where Snake is short-haired and um, a brunette and tall and muscular-looking. Raiden is... um, And had facial hair. Grizzled. Yeah, grizzled. 
Raiden is very um, small framed, um, long white hair, thin hair, no facial hair. Um, there's even a joke at times that he looks feminine. Um, he has feminine qualities. Um, well, that joke is made in three. But anyway, like, um, he is not what you would call the action hero stereotype. And to get up this premise, in Metal Gear Solid 2, you don't start off playing Raiden. Um, no. You actually In fact, it starts a lot like Metal it's, Gear Solid 1. You're infiltrating a... Well, we talked to, well no. Uh, so didn't you infiltrate a ship? At the no, so you're right. So so the difference between Metal Gear Solid One and Two is that when you initially play Two, you don't play the recreation of One until you've already played Snake's part. So yes. Snake's part comes first, and then yeah. you play throughout the whole ship, which is actually different—a whole new experience. Then you go and you play Raiden. Who starts off, um, literally as if you are um, playing Metal Gear Solid One. And correct yes. me if I'm wrong, Dustin. Do they call him Snake? Yes, there's yeah. some weird weirdness going on with that that game in which um, there's a lot of like this implication. There's some simulation going on. There's, the Shadow Moses incident is like training for riding. Oh yeah, so this is all spoilers, by the way, because they don't tell you this at the beginning of the game. Everybody, um, um, so Raiden gets placed up on this area, and you—he's all covered up like Snake was in the first game, and so he's stripping off his clothing and everything, and then you see that it's Raiden, it's not Snake. So this is after you played an epic level with Snake, and you remember how badass he was, and then you get this kid that you're like, "What? Who the hell is this?" Um, I think it's uh, sorry. Oh, uh, go ahead, Dustin. Go ahead. I was going to say it's worth noting too, in some ways, that um, and I may be looking at this in the wrong way. That Snake is very much the um, arc, like the archetypal, like American action hero. Yes. And and Raiden, on the other hand, at least, yeah, he's a little more like a Japanese protagonist in some ways he, like he has series. he has some japanese qualities he he is the yeah, guy that uses the katana kind of like who so well i won't say that i won't call him he has the what again he, he's got the he's like the pretty boy he's got the well no that's what he is so like okay so one thing about this kojima made Raiden to insult the fans he literally made this character to make fun of the fans he wanted to make a character that made the fans who love the gritty nature about Snake and the manly macho nature about Snake to have an issue and to not like this character. He designed Raiden in this way on purpose to troll. To troll. A lot of people later on in the gaming zeitgeist, a lot of um, gaming journalists and everything like that. Oh, sorry. Ah. 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 Beer got in my mouth. Um, but a lot of people in the gaming zeitgeist actually um, say nowadays that they think Raiden is awesome. Right? They, they're like, Raiden was a great thing. Kojima made him to like give a message to the fans. Here's what I have to say about that message. 
Fuck off, Kojima. <laughs> I didn't like Raiden then. I don't like it now. I don't care if he was made to basically Superboy us. Like, yeah, um, which Superboy is it, Dustin? That was made to be Superboy like... Superboy Prime. Superboy Prime. I don't care if he was supposed to Superboy Prime us. Gosh, such a terrible game. One, I don't think the Metal Gear fans were that toxic in the beginning anyway. But also... Raiden just wasn't interesting as a character, in my opinion, and he's still not interesting as a character, um, period. Is it fine that he wanted to do that? Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, I got to use a katana in a video game, so, you know, it's fine. Um, but Raiden, everything about him was supposed to feel off. He didn't roll like Snake did, so you weren't used to that. He cartwheeled. So you and it got really awkward when he's got no pain. Yeah, he's holding. Oh, yeah, his, I remember that. He's holding thing. his junk and he's doing like backflips with his junk <laughs> open, all up in the air. Um, yep. Huh? Yep, that's what I was. Oh yeah, yeah. How awkward that was. It was. Um, he was supposed to be basically. I want to say a big fu to the fans, but he definitely was that Kojima. Like I like to troll you in my video games because I'm a video game artur and like. If you're supposed to make your own original content, you're supposed to make somebody grumpy. And it's like, I guess, like, fine, like, whatever, like, Snake's better. Um, and a lot of people say that Raiden was really good for the Metal Gear Solid series. And I will say no. And I have counterpoints to that. Two very big counterpoints. Metal Gear Solid 3 and Metal Gear Solid 4 and, oh, I guess I got 3 and Metal Gear Solid um, is it Rising Revengeance? Revengeance. Revengeance. Revengeance, yeah. So, in Metal Gear Solid 3 we are back to playing Snake technically. Um, Isn't it? I won't, let's not not get into that whole thing because good lord, it is (laughs) His name is Snake. Like, <laughs> like, it is far more complicated to explain why this man looks the exact same in every single video game, but he's not the same person. Um, there's cloning involved. Yeah, there's cloning, bro. Bro, there's even more to that. Um, but, like... You've but, got the nano machines. But, like, so we got Snake back in 3. And then in 4, Raiden's not Raiden anymore. He is now the badass of the game. Raiden has a freaking, like, Gex suit on that makes him a cyber death machine that... Hear me out, people. I'm not making this up when I say this. Raiden breakdance fights with two katanas in between his toes. Mm -hmm. At one point, he breakdance fights with these uh, mechs that have grappled onto him. Yes. And like swings them around. He breakdown fights with tank mechs attached to his body while using his sword with his toes. It was one of the most badass things I've seen in a video game. So don't tell me that Raiden was successful when Kojima himself turned him into a beast machine. Like (laughs) It's one of those things where it's like, huh? I guess I guess people didn't like him. So let me let me see if I can fix that. He fixed them all right. Cause in Metal Gear Solid Rising Revengeance, even if you don't even like Metal Gear Solid games, you'll like this game 
Because you get to cut up freaking helicopters. You get um, mechanics, you get the... basically, where you use the stick to, like, freeform cut. If if anyone has seen how Hiei cut someone in Yu Yu Hakusho, you get to do that. You get to literally go through an enemy and go... And then the screen comes back and they burst. Yeah, they just fall into pieces. I think I remember seeing, like... A trailer of him fighting uh, a Metal Gear with another piece of a Metal Gear. Probably. He, he, like, that game was insane. He, he, <laughs> can I tell you something? I don't know. I think Arnold was there when it happened. In River City Girls, you can beat enemies with other enemies. Yeah, I, was, so, yeah, I saw that shit. So you can finally beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker. <laughs> And, uh, and Raiden technically did that first. So yes, he beat. I think he did beat a a, a, a mech with another mech. Um, I think you're right there, Arnold. Um, is that a reference to that video? Oh, beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker. Yeah, yeah I think it was a meme at some point. It was some meme it was where part of the juggernaut thing, right? No, no, it wasn't. <sighs> No, the the I don't think that was. It was a. I remember the meme where someone had a picture of like they were throwing a person at somebody else. I think that was like a league meme with Syndra. Maybe that's where it started. I don't know where memes start. You two know more about memes than I do. Like, um, I I just know that one, and that's why I laughed so hard while I was playing River City Girls. Um, I mean, to be fair, it is really funny. <laughs> it is. It is really. Fun. It's always funny to hit people with other people. Don't do this in real life. Um, but um, <laughs> yes, don't pick up a full grown adult and beat another full grown adult. Um, to its merit, though, whether or not Kojima was successful—well, I don't think he was successful, in my opinion, in creating Raiden originally. I think he reworked him um, successfully. Successfully, yeah, I think he reworked him. But regardless of it, I don't hate Raiden. I, just, I mean, I think he was successful in pissing off everyone. Yes, he if was. If that was his goal, he succeeded in it. That was the goal. His goal was reached in, like, like he, he in spades. He, like, broke that limit. Um, because people... It was over 9,000? Yeah, no, people did not like it. Like, um... Yeah, I didn't either. When I first played that game, and I was playing in the beginning, we're like, oh, man, I'm playing Snake. Here I go. Oh, no. Snake, I think, goes down with the ship for some reason. And then, yeah. wait. Now there's like a weird like fuzzy like there's a, there's a cut and like oh happened. man yeah. here's Snake again in a suit and mm-hmm. he's like de dressing oh wait I that remember is, like, that's I, that's this new greenhorn person you want to know how much I trusted Kojima back then I played the whole game waiting to play a snake again I thought it really he would makes you think it's gonna like <laughs> he does it a few times like he he makes it makes you feel that way a couple of times so. To his credit, he's good at fooling people. I don't know if that's a good thing. A good thing, but he's good at what he does. Um, can't fault him there. Um, so yeah, that's Metal Gear. Um, I won't let Dustin introduce it, but I also feel the same about this next character. But Dustin, take it away. <laughs> so another in a, in very similar vein. Mm-hmm. The Devil May Cry series, although actually in a similar but different, um, and why I say different is with Devil May 
Cry 4, which, believe it or not, was actually the first Devil May Cry game I played. Um, <laughs> He's a late bloomer. Um, Devil May Cry. <laughs> um, uh, you actually start... start the, uh, Dante had been a really the main character crop for those. I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, it was really well-received. He's kind of designed intentionally the cool anime guy, basically. Um, but he... Um, and with starting with them, we're introduced to Nero, who is our new main character, who is very much like Dante Jr. Straight up, like he's got silver hair, he's got a sword, and a gun. Um, he has a little different mechanic, and he has a demon arm instead of a uh, devil trigger. Although I think, if I recall correctly, he has the devil trigger later. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we're introduced to him, and he is. Um, the main character right away in Devil May Cry 4. So there's no like bait and switch quite like there was in in, in uh, Metal Gear Solid. Um, but yeah, he's got some of the same traits though. I mean, he's kind of cool in a way, I guess, but he's definitely not Dante. No, um, he's not. <laughs> no. In fact, he's kind of a dweeb. And the funny thing about Nero is that, um, and unlike, um, I will say this also in. Devil May Cry 4's defense is unlike uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, you do get to play as Dante later. Um, mm-hmm. um, and in fact, he, and he plays differently, which is also... Um, but yeah, so um, sort of the same thing kind of going on in some ways, though. Hey, here's the new guy. I like the new guy. Um, I will say he's apparently been redesigned a little bit for uh, Devil May Cry 5. I mm-hmm. Good things about that. Um, he still is supposed to be kind of the dweeb, though, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah. Um, Arnold. I don't know what... I actually don't know why they... I know exa- I know exactly about this okay. story. So, okay. Arnold, let me ask you a question real quick. Can I ask you a question, Arnold? I have a question. Oh, you have a question. Was this... I didn't play Devil Cry 4. Was this the one where they showed a trailer of a character for the new Devil May not Devil May Cry Five? Obviously, we know that you know that game came out, but the game previously they showed like someone that had the silhouette of Dante, but in another trailer, it was a mop on that person's head. That, that was DMC, like and that was a remake, which is also no. part of this conversation too. But okay. we'll get into that in a second. So. This enlighten this chance. So I was gonna make a joke and say, Arnold, do you think I like Neo? <laughs> Nero. The Nero. No, sorry, I said Neo. Nero. Um, the answer to that simply is no. But um, to be more complex about Nero, Nero, his entire conception. <sighs> okay, let's go all the way back. I have played up until this point every single Devil May Cry game, all three games. I'm a big Devil May Cry fan. Always liked them ever since the first time I saw pictures of it in a magazine um, talking about it coming to the PS2. Um, I love the aesthetic of Dante. I like his kind of standoffish, cool guy, I'm neat kind of nature, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So this had come off the foottails of Devil May Cry 3 where they established Dante as a cheeseball silly teenager who has amazing powers and can do a lot of cool stuff. Devil May Cry 1 through 3 
while good games, while successful games in the West did not do amazing. So they went back to their studios and were like, people don't like Devil May Cry. How do we make Devil May Cry cooler? Enter 4. Devil May Cry's 4 entire design, including Nero himself, was made to bring in more people to Devil May Cry. Huh. Devil May Cry 3, and this this is an over-exaggeration, the entire design wasn't that way, but a lot of it was. Um, Nero, the game's difficulty level, um, and this isn't an insult to people at all for Devil May Cry 4, but they put the difficulty level down so that more people would play it. I'm um, saying they weren't getting good? Well, yeah, they weren't getting good, you know, things that matter in life. Um, because <laughs> Devil May Cry 3 was, and this has been a story for most people, and I remember trying to let your brother play it, Arnold, and he couldn't beat it. And this isn't to, to down his skill or anything like that. But apparently, I didn't know this, because I played it all the way through. Devil May Cry 3's original mode was the hard mode in Japan. So, Devil May Cry 3 was always in hard mode unless you knocked it down. So then, American audiences didn't like the difficulty. They didn't really get into everything about it. So then they created Nero. Nero was meant to introduce a younger audience, but also like a more Americanized audience. Um, Which is funny, because Dante is based off of American characters. Um, He's he's meant to appeal to the Americans. Yeah, so they kind of did that. They also wanted Nero to kind of appeal to um, the Japanese side a little bit as well. I mean, he clearly looks more edgy. Right, Right. so he was more edgy. He's got a hoodie. I mean, that's Right, they were trying to make him seem more like that. The problem was they wanted him to, they tried to design him to be like a clone of Dante while being different, and that didn't do them any favors because he had no real identity himself. Also, the like I said, he's like Dante Jr. Yeah. Also, they introduced Dante, and Dante just was what people wanted to play as. Um, for better or worse, Dante is the face of Devil May Cry, and um, Nero just wasn't done well. Um, I mean, I, as you can see from his design, he just needed more belts. <laughs> he didn't have enough belts. <laughs> I also. I also believe this when you're introducing a secondary character that you want to take over. I do not believe you should have that character for the next game be the first thing you do and make them the sole purpose of the game, if that makes sense. Like, if you're going to introduce someone you want to take over for your next game, have them in that game with the main character. Let us establish a rapport with that character. And then on your next installment, you can give me that character. Perfect example... The Walking Dead series had Clementine and oh my goodness, I forgot his name. Um, one second, everybody. I do not want to forget this person's name. Um, oh my goodness, what is his name? What is his name? Da da da. Walking Dead. Da da da. Da da da. Sorry, everybody. I'm making noise to try to make up for. The lack of stuff that I'm saying. Um, Just put in elevator music. Lee. That's his name. Sorry. Lee. Um, Lee. Um, Lee is your primary protagonist for the first game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then you have... Lee is taking care of Clementine. 
Clementine then in number two, because of things that have occurred in number one, is now your main protagonist. So you've established that Clementine is a good character, someone you're interested, someone you care about. Things happen. Lee is now replaced as the protagonist, and then Clementine is your main protagonist. And so you now have an established changing of the hands instead of this whole gotcha moment, you know? And I, I feel that that's a, um, an ego thing where you want to do the gotcha moments, like, haha, you thought I was going to give you this. Um, and I can say this from experience because I am a DM. Gotcha moments make you feel good sometimes. Um, they're not always good, but they can make you feel good. Um, and so Nero's introduction into the Devil May Cry series was, in my opinion, haphazardly done. Um, now, Raiden and Nero, I can both appreciate as new characters. I still don't like them, but that's from personal taste. Not any fault of anyone else liking them, any fault of what the creators did with them afterwards. I just don't like these characters. Nero in particular, in Devil May Cry 5, I think he's fully realized as a character that they want, actually. I think what he's supposed to be, they have done it perfectly. I think Nero is a perfectly designed everything. I like his I like how they did his outfit. Da, 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 da. He has blue, which is an easy way to get me to like anything because it's blue, it's my favorite color. Um he gets a little more distinction with the cyber arm instead of the devil arm. Yeah, he gets his whole thing. Don't like him. Like I don't, don't like him. Um <laughs> But that is just a me thing. Um That's my haterate speaking. But I can step away from it and be partially objective and say, you know, Nero's well-designed. Nero's a cool character for people who like Nero. Um, But Devil May Cry 4 was a little bit of a flop because of Nero. Um, And even though you can play as Dante, you're backtracking. It's pretty far in the game. It's far and you're backtracking through all the levels you play with Nero. So... It doesn't feel distinguished enough, and it makes the game feel smaller. And it feels artificially extended in some way. Yes, it's very much artificially extending the game. Um, yeah, I, and I will say this is that none of these games that we've mentioned so far, in my opinion, did well at introducing new characters. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong here, but in my opinion, they didn't do well because. These characters did then it's carry on the series. They well, reintroduced them. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, well, it's interesting because these are care these series where part of that's of the series is largely how well people like the care. I mean, the success of any series, so how well people like the characters. And in these cases, you got these ones where like we really like these characters, and then it's like, oh, but no, we're gonna play some. Sorry. Mm hmm. I actually feel that um, characters like Nero and Raiden only stayed around because the creators liked them. Like, because the fan backlash for both of them, if you're trying to cater to your fans, you probably would have gotten rid of them by now. Right. But they didn't. And 
they did it well. I think they designed it pretty well, like, um, as far as keeping them alive. Salvaging the characters, yeah. Mm -hmm. They salvaged them, and ironically, they used cybernetics to make them both better. Um. (laughs) Apparently, guys, if you're ever writing anything or making a game and a character flops, just make them a cyborg. Cybernetics and swords. And honestly, what they did in both series, and this is... I... I give full props to them for doing this. When they introduced these characters, they took it seriously for their first introduction. When they reintroduced them, they made them silly caricatures. And they made them over the top and ridiculous. And because of that, it is they made them good trash. They made them schlock. Um, mm-hmm. They made them Star Wars. I'm sorry, shots fired. But like, you know, they are... Um, they are basically like making it good schlock that knows it's bad, but owns it. Oh, seriously. It, yeah, it owns what it is. It's a Quentin Tarantino film. Like, you ain't coming here for the existential plot. You come in here to see whose head gets blown off. Um, and so, like, I feel that it's well designed in that sense for those characters. Um, as far as introducing new characters to a series are concerned, anyway. Um, I actually have more people outside of just those two. Um, Final Fantasy X has Yuna and Final Fantasy II, X-2. So, the Final Fantasy series is notorious for not having sequels. Like, you can right. play anyone you want. Yeah, any of them are basically their own game right um you can play any of them that you want and they have different um places and everything like that well um yuna is the summoner in final fantasy 10 um technically the damsel in distress as it were um the escort and then in final fantasy x2 I mean, Final Fantasy X-2, they get rid of the, the guy character and then basically have this Charlie's Angels type, like, girl squad in X-2 where Yuna is now the main character and she's no longer a summoner, but she's now a pop idol. Um, like, a Japanese pop idol. And she has, like, Riku and Pain... Pain is the other girl's name because it was yeah. like the early 2000s and like goth edgy was in. And she's this girl that's like short gray hair um, and she looked cool. I remember like younger me was like, she's kind of hot. I like her. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I want to play 10 too, but I don't want my friends to laugh at me for playing an all girl game. And I, I just never got it because like we were short on cash. It wasn't actually because I couldn't get it. Like, I still wanted it. Um, and part of me wants to buy the the um, the the Switch version, the HD remaster, because it comes with it. Um, that actually was well-received by a lot of the Final Fantasy fans. Um, but it wasn't a great game. The gameplay wasn't as good as the previous game. But as far as introducing a secondary character, it actually follows my personal rule very well. Establish a character in your first series, reintroduce that character, um, and like you know, 
allow that character to grow in its own series. That's just me. Um, so kind of going off of all of that, what do you guys feel is a good way to do, um, like, an introduction, like, to a new character? Like, do you think the ways that we've gone over... And actually, since, you know, Arnold's been kind of silent on this, I kind of want to hear from you first. Like, what do you <laughs> think is a good way to introduce new characters? You know, now that I think about it, I did think it was pretty funny how Metal Gear Solid 2 did it. Because, wasn't it, like, in the beginning, you can actually, um, when Raiden's on top of that metal thing, he had a chance to get shit on by some birds. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I always thought that was funny for some reason. Oh, the bird shit. And you could actually slip on it, too, and fall off the thing. I fucking hated that. I found that funny. That's the most Kojima thing. That was, you know what that's, that was? That was an introduction was, to Death Stranding. Yes, exactly. He was testing me this whole time, and I never noticed his bullshit. He was like, he was like, I'll have just him slip. As, as just as Kikaku. He, he was like, I'll have them slip on shit first, and then I'll have them run around as he grabs his testicles. And then. Like, I'll make them play a game where you have to feed Snake and make him hide in camouflage all the time. And if you eat the wrong food, you'll throw up. And then I'll make a game where you have to slowly walk through a burning furnace. And then I'll make Metal Gear Solid Five, which will be my greatest shitstorm ever. And then the fans will be so fucked up from my Fever Dream video games. That when I release Death Stranding, people will think they are, like, like existential thinkers for liking my shitty game. Because I am Kojima, your new lord and savior, and I am here to take over. Oh, I love you, Hideo Kojima. Um, you crazy old man. Um, but, like, yeah, no, Arnold, like, what you were saying, like, I guess, or you're thinking that, like, the birth shit was symbolic. Well, I, I, yeah, because it's like him shitting on you. Oh, oh! Damn. Did. You know what? I want to put it past Kojima to do it. It is. It's uh, kind of joke. Straight up. But, but aside from that little joke, I guess, um, from, what, from what you're saying that I agree on is have the second character that's replacing the first one have their own flesh out story mm-hmm. unlike you know <laughs> Nero where I can't really talk about this game because I, I despite the fact that I own it on the PS4 I have not played it yet but that's only because I still haven't beaten DMC3 oh you're I've gotten pretty far though in DMC3 but I haven't really played Nero I've seen some gameplay of it you may you like him me. like I actually of course I'm biased because I started more I actually really yeah, like, if you play... And this what I'll say is this. If your first game was Devil May Cry 4, you probably have no problem with Nero. If your first game was, like, Devil May Cry, and particularly, I don't know, Arnold, if you played 3 versus 4, I don't know. In my opinion... I know, man. He doesn't have enough belts. Three, three, 3 has the better gameplay, in my opinion. But Nero... This is why I kind of want DMC5 to come to Switch because I'm probably not going to play it any other way. Um, but like, because is don't it get, on PC? 
It's on. It's on PC. Um, it's actually it's a good game. It's I actually watch people play it, and I think it looks great. Um, I just don't want to sit at my computer anymore to play. You games know, on that note, actually, it introduced a new character. I, I haven't played. Oh, it, so I can't find. Yes, yeah, like because it just says, "Hey, you know what? We're not gonna fool you and pull the rug out from under you." This is V. He's just the new guy. So, and here's here's the reason V works as opposed to, um, the other All characters. Right. And also why V works because of the Devil May Cry series. He works in conjunction of being a new character is because one, Devil May Cry now has been established as a series that will introduce new characters. Nero kind of took the bullets for V. <laughs> but also because V is nowhere near the same gameplay as Dante or Nero. Not even close. Like, you play him... I've heard people describe him as a Pokemon trainer from hell. Yeah, like, that's basically what he is. And the way you play Nero is basically you use your Pokemon characters to attack from a distance. And then yeah. you do a setup where Nero is all about execution v. moves. V, sorry. v, sorry. I keep saying Nero. Sorry. V. V is all about doing execution moves. Um, also, because of the Devil May Cry series, there have been so many ups and downs and crap and everything in it. Because, and this is again why I'm telling you, man, humans are interesting. People were so pissed off about the last two Devil May Cry games, they don't care who you brought into Devil May Cry 5. Dante was in it, and they didn't care. They were, yeah, they it was, was playable from the start, if I recall, right? You can pick whichever one you want. Uh, I think, from what I saw, you don't play Dante... Until one third of the way through. Uh, okay. So Dante, but Dante is in the game at the very beginning. You start off with Nero, then you play V, and then I think Dante comes after. Okay. Um, I never Nero. saw them play Dante. I just saw them play Nero and V. Um, and like it is, yeah, it is. It is a good game. V is cool. He's a very good introduction to the series. But again, I think Devil May Cry had owned up to everything that it was at that point. Um, and yeah, I, I I feel that if you're going to do it really well, it'll be that. But yeah, Arnold, you will you may like four. I can't say if you will. I can't say if you won't. I don't want to make that statement. I'm not, I'm not 17 anymore. I'm not going to just sit here and be like, it sucks. Um, it's not, Devil May Cry 4 is not for me. I have tried to replay it five times. I do not like it. Um, but Devil May Cry 5 is an excellent looking game. Um, it's very cool. Very neat. The dialogue makes me want to take a hammer to my face. Mm. Um, but it is designed that way, everybody. I'm not saying that it is badly written. It is supposed to be cheesy. And it is Tim Rogers from Kotaku has described it as trash in the most positive way possible. Like it's supposed to be the highest quality garbage. It's supposed to be schlock. Yes, it's schlock. The finest of schlock. Um, but yeah, I just kind of feel like, you know, um, new game, new characters are not a bad thing. I just feel the way you introduce them has to be done in a very, well designed and thoughtful way. I don't feel. Use some tact. Huh? Gotta use some tact. Yeah. 
I don't think you should do a gotcha at your um your audience. I I feel that's a little tasteless. This is me per- personally. I don't like when you've established a character that people love and you just want to stick it to them. Some people like that, particularly artsy people. People artsy people love to like to like stick it to people. I mean, look at some of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, like people love to stick it to people. They like to they like to they like to cause chaos. I'm not trying to please everyone, but Jesus, I'm not trying to piss off people either. Like, um like yeah, that's just me. But each to their own, how you design your game is how you like to design your game. Um that's their works, not mine. Um but yeah, there's other notable series, but nothing to really go deep into. Pokemon Adventures, the manga doesn't. We would talk about our classic Dragon Ball, but we don't want to spoil. Yeah, it. we can't spoil it. Um, I'm sorry, sorry, everyone. It's okay. Bringing everyone down can't talk about Dragon Ball. Don't worry, we will talk about Dragon Ball. Oh, I plan <laughs> on talking about Dragon Ball this year. Because the real key item of this series is the Dragon Balls. It's the Dragon Balls. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and just lay this out here for some of the audiences now. Be prepared. There are 12 months in the year. I plan on covering for this podcast one Final Fantasy game a month. We're going to go all the way down and just talk about them. Just a little bit. And I plan on covering some Dragon Ball arcs soon. Um, I think it'll be fun. Um, but yeah, just prepare that. Um, actually, I make no promises on the Final Fantasy thing, but I want to try to cover them. And Final Fantasy IX, funny enough, will happen in my birthday month. So it'll be my present to me. Uh, Man, if you're doing them by month, you realize it'll be in my What again? If you're doing a month by month, my birthday is this. Oh, month. I know, I know. <laughs> just saying. I thought about this. I think just uh, you're you, you're not here, but in um, Gravity Falls, um, Dipper. Whenever there was a scene where him and his um, copy thought the same thing, and they're like, <laughs> eh, eh, and they like pointed at each other's heads, like saying, "Ah, I got your idea." But um. But, like, yeah, I was going to say, I know that. And also, in Arnold's birthday month covers the game where there's a whole bunch of grinding in Final Fantasy. So, you know, it's perfect what? for him, too. Huh? <laughs> um, I did not know this. Final Fantasy um, Final Fantasy Eleven was the first MMO for the um, Final Fantasy game. And it was actually the, the harder MMO. Like, that game was tough, apparently. Um, yeah, you could not play that game solo. Yeah, that game was tough. Um, again, my friend who she plays all the RPGs ever, she was actually playing that when it first came out. Um, I remember watching her play it, um, on the PS2? It was on the PS2, right? It was on the PS2. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was playing it, um, we were in her college dorm and she was playing it and I remember being like, what? Um, yeah, that was a big one. So... I want to cover all the Final Fantasies. We may skip and just wait until, like, the fourth month. Because <laughs> we can cover the good ones and just go down from there. Because Final Fantasy Four is when they finally started making a decent story. The ones that, yeah, that's kind of stick with you. Bro, what do you mean? Final Fantasy One story was so good. 
The only thing that was Your good first about Final Fantasy... present or reward was a king rebuilt his own bridge? Come on. <laughs> Shit was lit. It was lit? <laughs> it I even was... remember the conversation the two construction workers while we building this bridge. What's the reward for the heroes? Why would they want this? <laughs> That's actually kind of amazing. <laughs> it's like oh, the, obviously to forward the plot, but like Jesus. Oh shit! The the the, 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 two, the two construction workers are like they don't want this shit. Um, but no, yeah. Um, Final Fantasy Four is when the story actually kicks off for the Final Fantasy games. Three is apparently not bad. Three's all right. Like it's all right. Three got a three got a good quality remake for the DS. Yeah, like it's not bad, but it's <laughs> two like is, two is. I think we have to talk a little bit about two, two is a wreck. Daddy, two is wreck. Three. I'm sorry. Two. J- is... Just to say about. I don't know if you know this. Say this. you've all home that don't know the plot of Final Fantasy two, either. So one of the big plot points in Final Fantasy two is a um, the main villain. Or one of the main villains um, is killed by the party, goes to hell, and takes over hell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a thing that happens in this game. <laughs> like, um, like no, two is bad. Like, two is bad. Um, and I mean this I, game. I need to, and I don't even remember what happened. It was like a favorite. Like two is, well, it's kind of up your alley, Arnold, because you have to grind to actually do well in that game. Dude, I don't even remember what happened. That was probably where he hit his first grinding peak. Um, I think one and two, one and two of actually zone. my first Final Fantasy games I ever played, and yeah, I they were is that bridge scene. They were because I had you play them. <laughs> I remember. Hey, why are we building this bridge? I was, reward for the heroes. I was <laughs> young and foolish and thought for you to enjoy Final Fantasy later on, you needed to play the first ones in order. I am more wise now and not a fool. <laughs> James is like, oh man, I can't play Final Fantasy 7. I got to play the other first six. Yes. Um, I, I remember owning Final Fantasy. So my first Final Fantasy I ever physically owned was 7. 7 and 8. Um, I then got 6 and Chrono Trigger um, after. And then I got 9. I had played all these games um, before I got 9. But I would have to say I had played a lot of JRPGs up until then. But I have to say 9 was when I finally realized fully what JRPGs were and that I liked them a lot. Hmm. Like, 9 was the one that taught me that this is a series. This is what the genre that I like. Um, But yeah. um, Those are some ideas that I'm shooting around. Um, Definitely want to start doing some more anime stuff. Um, Try to do some more anime episodes. I think that would be good. But yeah. So this was a short not well, not short, sorry. This was a simple <laughs> this was a simple say. episode. Um <laughs> um as far as the podcast is, it's a new year. Just wanted to slowly introduce us into it. Um 
I will promise you this. If you have listened to my previous podcast before, the PhD Geek podcast, you may be used to the podcast being a little bit more heavy material. That will happen soon. Um, <laughs> um, still going to do some of this kind of stuff and enjoy ourselves and everything like that. But I definitely want to cover some more issues that are present in games and like stuff like that. I'm still going to stick it to how we've been doing it in an analysis kind of way. I feel that there's enough people who are very credible sources for you to go to outside of us for just the gaming news stuff. Because we're just going to say what they say anyway. Um, If you're not listening to us for news, some people um, who are also entertaining and also informative. Jim Sterling, he's been in this biz for a long time. Um... He's very smart, very funny, um, but if you don't like schlocky humor, don't go to him. Um, and also, if you don't like someone as cynical, if not more cynical than myself, don't go to him. I'm so angrier. <laughs> angrier than myself, yes. Um, I would say me and him are the same amount of angry. He is just um, open about cynical. it. No, he's just just more open. We just we basically think the same almost. He just he's more open about it. Um, if you want to hear an interesting like group of people, the Let's Fight a Boss podcast is pretty good. Um, I don't agree with everything they say, but I really like them. They're cool. James um, and I have had discussions at times about. Some of their ideas <laughs> <laughs> i don't like everything but i do like them i respect them all like yeah. just because i don't like what they all have to say about video games like i heard their um their current because my um, girlfriend follows them um but um he um they did their current list of their top 10 games and i could predict almost all of the ones that would be on there mm-hmm. <laughs> death stranding is number 10 i was like yeah i guess but then they then they tricked me with some stuff like then they got like resident evil 2 is in there like the top three um gato robato's number eight um fire emblem three houses is in there like top five all good games that i completely agree with but you know they're artists so of course death stranding's in there (laughs) <laughs> hey man you get to experience what an amazon uh, delivery person has to go through when someone picks same day fair, from what i have read and what i've heard the level of misery involved in both these things is probably somewhat similar at least in terms of the simulation here as far as delivery goes no i disagree with that too amazon delivery people have cars um some Amazon delivery people are actually mean. Um, like, well, like, well, let me let me let me also step back. This is not a statement about any of the people who are who are dealing with difficult working conditions, especially in the holiday season for Amazon. Right. Yeah, nice. that is a, a current thing. Holiday to- seasons is when I am not complaining on your delivery because holidays are insane. People yes. want their stuff way too soon. What yes. I am saying is if you say something has been delivered and it is not <laughs> oh. delivered, you yeah. are kiss my ass. Like, I, just, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't care if you're late delivering it. I don't care if it doesn't come the day it was supposed to come. 
don't tell me my shit's at the door and it ain't at the door. Just say, it ain't here, dog. And I'll go. Man, they need a checkbox for that. Do you mind if we deliver this late? Oh, we get they yes. deliver mine so much incorrectly that now I think whoever boss they had, they told them that they have to take a picture at my door when it's at my door and send me that picture. <laughs> I never asked. I never complained wow. about it. They just know that they aren't delivering it. Um, so but yes, anyway. yes. Anyway, um, this yeah. And the holidays actually, I will say this. Big thank you for all the delivery person people yes. over the holidays. Um, Whether you work for Amazon or FedEx or UPS or USPS or some other delivery company. Because in all honesty, you guys, you, you guys suck. But like uh, I was going to say, <laughs> during the holidays, you guys have to deal with a lot of shit. And yeah. you Some, don't... Sometimes literally. In yeah. Cases, like that guy that they kept having packages stolen and so he left out a, a box of poop for them to take. Yeah, and you don't you don't deserve that. You don't need any of that in your life. Um, and I'm glad that you guys delivered everything. That being said, for people who deliver to me personally, you guys suck. <laughs> just, just, just going to say, people are stuffing other people's packages in my mailbox. Kiss my face. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. My my haterade juice flowed into the USPS postal service. Um, but yes. Um, anyway, thanks for listening, and see you guys. See ya. Happy New Year. Thank you for playing. <laughs>